0: and welcome to our third Making Learning Visible podcast, a window into the world of teaching and learning at Renbrook School. My name is Betsy Flynn, and I'm here with my co-host Dave Blodgett. Our topic today is the Witness Stones Project. I'd like to welcome our three fifth grade teachers, Sarah Frazzini Kendrick, Jane Johansson, and Tracy Robbins. And I'd like to introduce Dr. Tracy Wilson. Tracy is the West Harvard Town Historian and co-director of the Witness Stones Project. She was a history teacher in West Hartford for 38 years, has a doctorate from Brown University, and has recently published a book entitled Life in West Hartford. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. So Tracy, I'd like you to just tell our listeners a little bit about the Witness Stone Project and how you happen to get involved with it.
1: Uh, Thanks for asking me to be here. Um, And I love talking about the Witness Stones Project. Uh, It's a project that uh, my colleague and I, Liz Devine, started about a little over a year ago in West Hartford and we found out about it from a an 8th grade teacher in Guilford, Connecticut who really started this project and he found that in Guilford, which is a uh, a pretty homogeneous town, that students didn't think there were ever people of color who lived in his town and he uh knew a lot of the colonial history of the town and thought um, kids should uh, learn about people who were enslaved in Guilford and he has found I think at least eighty names of people who were enslaved there and the idea for the witness stones project came from Germany a project called the Stolperstein project which is marking the um, last chosen residence of people who uh, were killed in the Holocaust. Uh, in Europe now, there are over 70,000 markers that have been put in over 1,200 cities and towns. And so in a little way, we're, having, uh, we're making the Witness Stones project a way to mark where enslaved people lived um, right here in our towns in Connecticut. I think one of the big parts of our project is not just to do the research, but to have students involved in um, doing some of the research and helping to tell the stories. And so it's not just about being the town historian and uncovering this information, but uh, a big part of it is bringing the information to teachers and to students and then having them help make meaning out of it and then uh, bringing these stories to the public.
0: Thank you. Wow,
2: that sounds great. I wonder if we could have some of our some of the teachers from uh, Rembrook here uh, tell us about some of the training that you did with Tracy and and so your introduction to this project.
3: Um, so Sarah actually was one of Tracy Wilson's students when she was in high school, and so she actually made this connection to this program and came to Tracy Robbins and I at a team meeting and said, hey. I heard about this, what do you guys think? And so we started investigating and um, we got really excited. And then I think we also got a little worried that the topic was heavy for fifth grade um, and that we would really need training ourselves in order to be able to guide the students through it um, in a way that was meaningful for them and sensitive to the nature of the topic. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had two training sessions where we actually went through the work that the kids were going to be doing. So it was great for us to be able to kind of go through the process and be like, oh, I know exactly what my kids are gonna ask when we get to this point. And so then we would kind of debrief that. And then um, Tracy and Liz were great about kind of adjusting what was there um, based on our feedback, which I thought was really great. Um, and the training, I mean, I don't think we could have done this the right way without the training. It'll
2: well, it give you some empathy
3: yeah.
4: for the kids, it's mm-hmm. great. I also think it's been amazing having Tracy and Liz and even Denise helping to put together the primary source documents for us mm-hmm. because there's so much out there. But as teachers, we don't always have access to all of those resources. So having access to those resources and previewing them beforehand was really helpful for us.
2: Huh. Did you want to weigh in, Sarah?
5: Yeah. I mean, I one of the things that I really love about um history is that there are so many different perspectives that we can look at and examine to craft kind of a better picture of what has happened in the past. And I think typically history is often taught through a textbook and it's taught as a kind of linear narrative. And this project gives us the opportunity to show kids how... um, how history really unfolds in so many different paths and depending on whose point of view we're studying we may be hearing or learning about a different point of view and I think that's so important to also understanding today and how we live today because life isn't linear and it's not neat it's messy and complicated and to be able to really understand that we have to be able to understand other people's points of view.
2: That's it. Yeah, history is so much based on the perspective of the storyteller. And that's, that is such a critical lesson for, for any historian and for any student of history, that's, that's great. Yeah. I think
0: it was such a good um, conversation about these uh, students learning about um, ministers in our town who were slaveholders yeah. and how do you square that? And yeah. that goes to your point about people are complicated and um, it's not just uh, black and white Um, issue usually in history and not everybody looks at history that way and it's such a great way for these kids to start learning about history in this way.
3: Yeah I actually had a student um, who said to me at one point he sat down on the couch next to me and he was like I'm really enjoying doing this kind of history. He said I have never done history like this where I get to kind of uncover all the facts myself he's like it's really hard but i really like it mm-hmm. which was just the greatest feedback to get you know um, sure. just to know that they were engaged and mm-hmm. um, yeah
0: would um one of you want to talk about titus kafar because i think that was such a powerful um way to introduce some of this um work did you want to talk about it or I think
1: community. maybe if you talk about how your kids reacted to it, because I was just amazed when we came back and how we would be talking about history, and one of the students would say, that's like Titus Kafar." <laughs> it was just great how they were able to make these connections. But uh, I wasn't there when you showed the video to start, so maybe you could start with that.
5: Yeah, I thought it was so interesting. We, you know, the, So we used a... TED Talk video, and um, we showed it to the kids. It's about 12 minutes long, but I think all three of us took two class periods to show this 12-minute clip because we were stopping and talking and, you know, digesting and trying to understand what he was saying. And he's a very appealing presenter. He's charismatic. He tells us, you know, he tells the story of how he came to be an artist. Um, But he does it in such an effective way that the kids, you know, he's using very um, mature language and um, the kids get it immediately. You know, he's Mm -hmm. he puts up a painting of a colonial era painting, and then he starts painting on top of it. And then he shows, you know, how he is changing the perception based on his own artwork. And the, I, in all three of our classes, I really feel like they got it right away. They were like, oh, <laughs> wow. You know, and then they started looking at the paintings, and we started talking about, you know, some of the things that really stood out in my class were... He talked about how we know more as historians um, about the lace Mm. on the dress of the European-American woman in the painting than we do about the enslaved individual who is portrayed in the painting. And he talked about how that's the story that he wants to tell. And the kids, I mean, that resonated with them. The idea that we can know more about an object than a human was just like, Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right. I think it was for my class in particular when he finished kind of covering all of the colonial people and then the little boy in the background kind of came forward. Mm -hmm. They were just like, wow, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. And then they've just, since they haven't stopped talking about it. Yeah. Uh, That was a very powerful introduction to the whole
1: unit, I think. Yeah. And I think one of his phrases he uses is shifting the gaze. Yes. So we're trying to shift. Where we look and what we look at. Uh, so I think you've really described that well.
5: One of the things I thought was really cool is when we started talking about, you know, adding Prout's name to the Revolutionary War Memorial, the kids immediately were like, well, we can amend history here. We can, and using the language that he used, they're like, his name should be on there. He deserves recognition. And I was just like, okay, yeah, you figured it out exactly. You're right. Oh, it was really neat. So
0: that's a good segue into um, a powerful part of this um, unit is that three of the fifth graders went to the town council meeting last week to petition the town to add Prout's name to the um, Revolutionary War Memorial, and they wrote a script and to make their case they wrote it themselves and. I just wanted to share um, one part of it that I thought encapsulates what they were trying to do. And one of the students said, um, just because back then we didn't treat enslaved individuals well enough to honor them for fighting for this country to be free, doesn't mean we can't be better people now. We think that we should add Prout's name to all the other people who gave their lives for this country. That was just a beautiful... um, encapsulation of what they were trying to do so they stood before the town council members and they made their case and then Tracy as town historian was able to make the recommendation that his name be added and the town council members um, engaged with the students afterwards which they don't normally do during that part of the meeting but some of them were um, were educated that night they did not realize that there were enslaved people in the um, in, in West Hartford, and so they, um, they were really impressed with our students and the poise that they had and the information that they shared.
4: And my students, we watched the video the next morning, okay. and um, even the, the students in my class who had not attended the town council meeting, they were so impressed by the fact that the town council members um, spoke to our presenters and took the time to really acknowledge the hard work that we've been doing in our class.
1: And it was for me. It was so moving. One of the um, one of the town councilors, Leon Davidoff, started off by saying, "I never knew any of this, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know I've really learned a lot tonight. And I." Um, You know, I support all that you're doing, and um, which to me is such an important part of this Witness Stones project. Um, I have to say, it's more powerful for fifth graders to make the appeal than it is for me to make the appeal. Mm -hmm. And it's more powerful, and it spreads the word, because not only do the students know the story, but now their parents know the story, Mm -hmm. and, and now the teachers know the story, so this is going to... You know, it has legs, right? Mm-hmm. It's, and and that's sort of the big idea of the of the
4: project.
0: Do you want to talk about the um, installation ceremony that's coming up next
4: yes, week? Yes, we are all very excited. Next Friday, May thirty first, we will travel to First Church in West Hartford Center join up with a class from kingswood oxford who has also been studying prute and uh, we have a little installation ceremony where some of the kids can share the artwork that they've been doing and maybe even some of the poems some of the kids did see think wonder poems um, and then we will travel over to the War Memorial, the Veterans Memorial, see Prude's name, I hope, I think, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. see Prude's name there on the War Memorial, share a little bit about what we've been doing, and then we will walk over to um, Center Cemetery, Old Center Cemetery, mm-hmm. and um, the class from Kingswood, Oxford will share a little bit about what they've been doing, and they have been working to have a witness stone put into the cemetery. And I'm not sure what grade the class is at Kingswood. They're 11th graders. Which will be so wonderful yeah. for our yeah. fifth graders yeah. to be working, realize that they've been doing the same kind of studying that the 11th graders have mm-hmm. been doing.
1: In fact, one of the boys, I think it was Tristan, um, he knew more about Fort Ticonderoga than anyone else who has studied <laughs> the, uh, who, who has been studying uh, fruit this, this spring. Yes, he is um,
4: quite a historian.
1: And it's just so interesting to see how um, the students sort of choose different paths depending on what their interests are. So some some students are really interested in Fort Ticonderoga, and some are more interested in other parts of the story. So, um, you know, there's a lot of... The, the students all had the same basic information, but there are lots of different avenues they can take with it okay. to right. make you're, meaning out of it.
2: You're building curiosity among these kids, which is the, the best the best thing that can come out of this, is they're gonna come out of this experience with more questions than they went in with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're curious now, and they're they're invested, they're engaged.
0: I think they're also gonna look at paintings with a more critical eye than yes. they might have otherwise. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: As will I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Go ahead, Tracy, you Well, know. I was just thinking um we haven't mentioned the Freedom Over Me book that we yeah, use. Um, that too. um by Ashley Bryan yes Uh Ashley Bryan and um even though the students understand that that is a a piece of historical fiction Mm -hmm. um it is it's just the poems are so moving and I Mm -hmm. love what I usually do is I will read them out loud to the kids and then we have the worksheet that has different categories um humanization dehumanization African roots Profit to the Slaveholder, and then... Government. Government. Um, Holding the... Business. Yeah. Um, perpetuating the institution of slavery. And so I will read the poem, and the students will then um, tick off on their worksheet when they hear little words or phrases that relate to those different topics. Huh. And it is amazing. I When I read the poem, they are so quiet, and they are so invested in what's happening. Mm. And I read the poem about John... And when it said that John had been given to the Fairchilds, Mr. Fairchild, as a birthday present, oh, wow. I mean, mm-hmm. little Mackenzie just almost cried. Mm. She said, he's treating him like mm. a puppy. And that was just, it was so moving. Mm.
3: Yeah, oh. my kids have latched onto that book mm-hmm. quite a lot. And a lot of their projects actually are more about that book than, you know, maybe Prue or Bristow or because I think that it really gave them the foundation to understand the whole system mm-hmm. um, and then to be able to take what they were learning from that historical fiction and kind of infer how it impacted Prout and Bristow and how Thomas Hart Hooker might have been like Mr. Fairchild. Or mm-hmm. um, So they've really used that book as kind of a building block, and it's just they've really enjoyed it. It's It's a really beautifully done piece of
4: work. Mm-hmm. And the illustrations are just fantastic. Mm. And so usually what I'll do is I'll read the poem, but have the illustration projected on the board so that they can they can see the, the illustration. I have to say, um, finding that book uh,
1: and using it with the students has um, really helped me to understand the power of art because I'm sort of a dyed-in-the-wool historian. Um, and I have sort of an, uh, an idea of how students will show what they know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, seeing how um, students interact with that, uh, with the book and with the Titus Kaphar, um, uh, uh TED Talk uh, has really shifted my gaze, I would say, um, because you need to know the history to be able to then go on to express it in a creative way as well.
2: Mm-hmm. So.
0: So, Tracy, um, you spent quite a bit of time with our students. I'd love to hear uh, your observations of them and also love to hear about what you're up to
1: next in the future of this project. Uh Um, I would say um, that Liz and I have been. So excited every time we've come here. The kids are so eager and so curious. And the first time we came, it was sort of it was a presentation to all 31 of them, I think. And um, their hands were just shooting up <laughs> the whole time. They just had question after question, and it was it was so good for us to see that it really um, that the information. Um, Uh, they could really interact with the information because again we we had questions about, uh, you know, we had first done this with 11th graders and so how are 5th graders going to interact with the material and and I would say, you know, one of our uh, goals is, uh, like you said Dave, to have them end up with more questions than they started with because that's real learning and um, their questions are Really, the same types of questions the 11th graders are asking mm-hmm. and the 8th graders are asking. Um, but um, and then the second time we came, when we were working with smaller groups, just the interaction with them um, and their their questions and comments and and then their ability to speak before the town council have all just been uh, so impressive. Um, and I would say. Um, I, uh, they're all reading so much, too, and so um, because of books you had them read, I read the books, and so <laughs> now I've read Chains, and I've read uh, Thousand, I never know Hang a Thousand Trees Hang a Thousand Trees with Ribbon, and so then once I'd read those books, I had another way to interact with the students, and there's one student, uh, Michaela, who, um, she had one. I mean, she was quoting some of the um, some of the um, introductions, to the chapters, which were um, quotations from the 18th century. You know, she she's read the book three times now, no. <laughs> and so whenever I see her, you know, we'll have some interaction about you know some something in the book. Um, but you just see how having the historical fiction with the little bits of um, historical information we have, how that's really um, um, given the kids a deeper understanding of the topic as well. So um, it's really been um, just a great challenge and a great experience for us working with your students. And for
0: us working with you, it's been yes. amazing. Just, yeah, so much I just to want to know. thank you. You didn't tell us what's next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's next? Well, uh, uh, well, we when we started the project a year ago, we thought we had twenty nine people who were enslaved here. And as we've done research over the course of this year, we're now at sixty two names. Uh, so uh, we're uh, next week we're going to install ten stones, so we'll have twelve in the ground, fifty to go,, uh, plus others we don't know about. Uh, and my other, idea especially for Renbrook is that right across the street there's a Revolutionary War camp that's buried uh, under the leaves and there's lots of people who know it's there but it hasn't really been uncovered and the public doesn't really know about it and I just think because of the proximity and your curriculum which is around the Revolutionary War that maybe there's a project out there
4: I think
0: there could, think be, there definitely could be. be
1: a project <laughs> out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can I add one more? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing that we hoped about this project was that it would provide a sort of a seedbed uh to be able to have um, uh, uh, discussions about issues about race which are here with us today and so if we had the chance to talk about things 300 years ago and to understand the power relationships involved in slavery that we could use that as sort of a through line to uh, what's going on um, as far as racial issues today and maybe would open up the ability of students and teachers to talk to each other about mm-hmm. that. Um, and those conversations are really difficult ones to have. Yeah. And, um, but I, I do think that um, using this rich historical material can help us get there. Um, so I think that whole piece about uh, race is a really important part of the project as mm-hmm. well.
2: And who tells the story?
1: and yeah. who tells the story?
2: Uh, right that's that's uh, uh, you're absolutely right that we need a way we need a a bridge to talk about these really difficult issues and un, and recognizing that who tells the story shapes the narrative helps everyone to understand it better. so it's it's great. Thanks very much for for all of you for coming and doing this podcast with us. Thank you, especially Tracy, uh, t- for guiding us through this project. Kudos to the fifth grade teachers for uh, pushing the boundaries of what you've been doing with your study of history. Um, it's a it's a it's a, an approach that really gets your kids involved at a very deep level, and it's. It's amazing to see what comes out of that when they're thinking like historians. So thank you very much. So Dave,
0: time for my usual plug.
2: Plug it.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, first of all, um, Everyone should try to go to the uh, West Hartford Memorial Day Parade. Our students are going to be um, speaking at the um, ceremony after the parade. And also um, take a look at the War Memorial in West Hartford Center and also the old Center Cemetery to find Prout's plaque. Um, And also right here at Renbrook School, we have a Making Learning Visible uh, showcase to go along with this podcast. And in it, you will see lots of artwork that the students have done and more information about the project itself. So that will be, um, it's, it's hung right now. And so please um, make sure you stop by and take a look. So thanks everybody.
2: Thanks.
1: thanks. Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you so much.